This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, James. Good morning, podcast world. Yeah, that's that's Dwayne. Now, Dwayne is driving down the road trying to loosen his load. In a, is it a Ford? Yes, it's a Ford F-150. And he's got pipes on it, so he's going to have to mute himself a lot because every time um, he speeds up or slows down, <laughs> you hear a whole load. <laughs> Oh, you know, we got a lot to cover today, so we better get on it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say we're starting with um, the to me, the big news of the day yesterday. It was this fence that Texas. All right. So basically, Texas. It wasn't it wasn't Fanny's Fanny. No, no. Oh, okay. I, I, I so wish you had never said that. I'm not going <laughs> to. No. Trigger, no. Trigger warning. I got to throw up now. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, Texas is basically saying if, if federal law, federal, if the feds aren't going to stop this illegal immigration, Texas was going to. And so Texas went along, and here's the key to this thing. They got permission from private owners to put up fence between Mexico and on the Mexico side of the, of the I guess, is that, is that the Rio Grande? What is that? Yeah, or is it? yeah. the big river. Anyway, they, so, so Texas puts this up on private property. And, and so then these feds come in and start cutting it out, taking it out. And so they fought. Texas files an emergency, um, an emergency for emergency relief, which again, it's not asking for money, so it makes it equity very difficult to win equity. So I'm not going to really be nearly as critical of the Supreme Court as I normally am on these type of things. But this, or well, I'm not really that critical yet. Sometimes just know what they're doing. It's equity. Very hard to win in equity, meaning they're going to force somebody to do or not do something. Very difficult to get an equity ruling. Well, they, they, they rule Texas rule. Texas asked and said, stop doing that. Don't don't let the feds keep cutting these fences. It's, it's hurting our state. And 5-4, with no opinion from what I can tell, um, five five judge justices said that, that Biden administration could take out those fences on private property. Now, what I don't know, I don't know, and I tried to find this because I, I woke up to this news this morning. I did not know it until I woke up this morning that this has happened. Um, I tried to find the, the, any type of opinion, either at the Fifth Circuit or at the trial court, and it could not find it. Do either one of you know, was the private citizen who owns the property a party to the suit? I don't know. Because I they, don't know. And I think more specifically, the park that's in Eagle Pass, Texas, the city park, and not just in general, all the property along the border. But well, it could be both. Well, that was the, here's the thing: that that park technically is private property. It's owned by the state, but they own it 
they own it. it it's, it's, it's not owned by the feds. It's owned by the state right. in, in public, and they have the right to do what they want with it. But I want to go back to this. I am fairly sure that they also did it on private property as well. That part I, I got from several of the articles I read is what I was yes. I was desperately trying to find the pleadings on it. It could not find it. it we didn't have time. Um, but 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 from, from the articles I've read, it's on private property. If the litigation did not include those private property owners, then it was a big mistake on my in my, in my opinion on behalf of the state of Texas because I don't think that the feds can say, oh, you can put up a fence on the American side, on the United States side, but you're not allowed to put up a fence on the on the uh, on the Mexico side. That would be absolutely ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. It, uh, and then my question would be, okay, you can't put it where it is. What about a hundred yards up? That's my property. Can I put up my fence there? What about two hundred yeah. yards, a mile? Where is it that I'm not allowed to put up my fence and keep my cattle where I want to keep? Uh, you know, I, 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 it, it sounds like to me the mistake was made was Texas didn't include the private property. Because I don't see any way that this case could have gone the other way if they'd have brought the private property. Was in Texas should have said it from as we're, we're not suing as a sovereign. We're suing as the as the owner of this park. We want to put up a fence here. We want to put a fence wherever we want to put a fence up. You have any right to tell us. We can put up a fence. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm, I'm criticizing without being able to read the pleadings, but that was, is this from a lawyer's perspective? I'm going like, why did you not bring the private owners in? That's, uh, and maybe they had a reason, but that's my first reaction. It was like, well, come on, guys. Well, there's something weird going on at Eagle Pass with the mayor because the mayor at first sounded like they were part of the fun, but sitting on the fence a little bit. And then they started weighing in against the Texas. Well, you know why, don't position. you? Well, I'm sure they want the Fed money for nope. helping them deal with the immigrants. So they're looking at it from a dollar standpoint. I, I doubt that. A political and a political standpoint. I doubt that, Dwayne. All due respect to your opinion here, I, I doubt that. I think I think you got an envelope. Yeah, I can't still remember. money. No, the envelope being he's got pictures of him with with. With Fred or something, oh. you know, because you haven't been vetted when you're that that level. Paxton, he's been vetted. He, they don't have any pictures of him anymore. Whatever they had on him, trust me, it's he's clean. I, I would say that, that guy is candidate president. I don't because he's been vetted. <laughs> they can't get to him. They can't get to Paxton, and so so, but they can get they can get to mayors and all you know everybody everybody here in Ruston probably you know they have not been vetted and so you know you have to run first for one one office and that's why again I, I keep saying I'm not ready for Vivek to be anything I Trump I got that he proved me wrong but I knew he wasn't vetted right like I wanted him to be vetted and so the whole time early on when they were going after him I thought they were going to get him on something I'm figuring this guy a billionaire when billionaires were rare. He was a billionaire. I bet he had any woman or boy he wanted. And he, he apparently didn't want boys because he turned turned that he, or, or young children. He didn't want that. He turned away. But but he's so that so that mayor's not vetted. That's where we were, I was going with that. He's not vetted. So I have no doubt that pressure could be put on you know police jury aldermen mayors park directors. I imagine the pressure could get tremendous. And maybe that's how they would, that's why they didn't want to get involved. You know, the private property owners may not want to get involved. 
You know, this this site harkens back to an Obama era where the TSA started touching people in a way that, according to Texas state statute, criminal statute, was against the law criminally, was criminal sexual assault by definition. And so at the time, the Texas governor was telling the feds, you better back off of touching people when they don't want to be touched in their privates while doing your screening because we'll arrest you under Texas criminal law. And Obama had his AG come back and say, well, if you do that, we will shut down Texas airspace. And I was so disappointed to see Texas back off of that. Since then, the feds have figured out how to do their screening without sexually assaulting people. Have you ever seen that video someone put together of TSA groping people and the background music is, touch me in the morning. (laughs) I have not seen that. I want to see the attractiveness of the people they touch. That's what I want to see. Is it random or is it? (laughs) (laughs) That gets a good point. I don't know. But let's say this. Let's just finish that on it. I think that's the news of the day. But here's what I say. Uh, I don't think they could have given a bigger and better gift to Trump than than ruling against Texas here. (laughs) I mean, that that plays right into him. I mean, he just... That's that's all the more reason, man. We got to get Trump in. We got to get him in. We got to get him in. They gave him, they gave him more red meat for his rallies. <laughs> yeah. So, as far as politics goes, this was a, a win for for the Republicans, or for at least for MAGA. I think Republican Party's dead. The MAGA Party is what we have now. But anyway, that was the that was to me the big news when I woke up. I went, "Holy cow! Why did they bring in the private?" People, but you know, in it, you know, kind of. That's why I like these conversations. I had not thought of what what Dwayne is saying that the local people seem to be changing their mind. Well, if you're a landowner and you start getting involved in something this big, and then people start looking into your background and say, "Man, that's some very interesting porn uh, genres that you seem to be attracted to." Yeah, yeah, they destroy you. Yeah, and so maybe the landowners don't want to get involved. I, I, all I know is the people that supposedly the people that own that property along the, um, the the river it's worth a lot of money they're very rich people from what i was told from somebody who lived down there um that it's not poor people but they don't but they are having to deal with people crossing their property camping out killing their animals um i don't know you know all i know is that was that that was a surprise to me i did not wait expect to wake up find out that Texas can't put up fence. <laughs> I mean, well, it just seems so basic. They, can't put them up. they didn't say they can't put them up. They just gave permission for the feds to cut out the and tear down the fences. So, because Texas was threatening to arrest them on trespassing. Yeah, yeah, it it does sound like you know you know uh, the, the February second. This uh, how I know this. I don't know. But February 2nd is the date that, that Texas seceded from the Union, and it sounds like they're heading that direction. <laughs> <laughs> February 2nd. The reason, part of the reason Texas is, you know, when the feds look at it, they have their own power grid. They're the only state that has their own power grid. Boy, they're having trouble with it. I know, but still, that does make 
you know, some of this succession of Texas seems semi-plausible sometimes. I doubt it, but, you know, uh, it could. they don't need a lot of things that most states would need. I got you. I got you. They're able to they're able to be self-sustaining. And the interesting thing is, uh, Glenn and Dwayne, Dwayne said that, that, that before they threatened to take away um, airspace. Well, with the DEI air air industry, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Good riddance. You might live longer. <laughs> Did you see another plane went up? Someone was looking out the window going, it look like there's any bolts in this wing. They checked it. Sure enough, there weren't. Wasn't that crazy? So, head to Airbus. <laughs> I mean, this yeah, is idiotic. a picture of their uh, trans, uh, um, you know, they did that commercial with the trans people, and they someone zoomed in on it and found missing balls for the wings, too. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you, right now, you couldn't get me on a plane. I've never been afraid of air travel, but right now I'm going like, oh, I take the chance I'm, I'm flying along and a piece just falls off. <laughs> it's like like these planes have leprosy. Um, yeah. It, you know, it, it, is, uh, it, is, it is Atlas shrugged. It is so, it's happening. Because, because again, um, you chase away the best, the best producers because of the color of skin, you're an idiot. You're just an idiot. Especially when safety, like, like Dwayne said, it used to be passenger safety. Most important thing. Well, no, it's more important that we, we not, that we're nice to people who dress like women, men that dress like women. It's more important for that. And, Oh, we don't have time to put those bolts in. <laughs> it seems pretty basic, doesn't it? Yeah, right. seems counterintuitive. Dwayne, you were a pilot, is that right? Yeah, I got my private pilot's license All right. um, many moons ago. When, before you take off, I've always seen these pilots do that. They check out everything, right? There's a tucket checklist they go through, even private pilots. Yeah, they, they, you're, you're told you must use a checklist as a student pilot, and you're trained with it so much, and then you learn that the checklists and certain attributes, certain parameters about aircraft um, are designed kind of like, you know, doing math, modern math with variables. You know, certain variable letters tend to be the same letters we use to represent concepts. So you, you see the, like when somebody talks about coordinate system X, Y, we know what X is and we know what Y is. We've learned those concepts. And so we can transition to different, more broader concepts, but we keep the X, Y concept the same across disciplines. And in the aviation, there's a similar thing. There's certain speeds that, that are given a, a term relating to the, the speed at which the airspeed at which the plane um, would fall out of the sky, the speed at which it needs to you know, take off or land, or speeds with the flaps down, or landing gear. There's all these different V speeds, and, and they have different letters with them. And they do that so that once you lock in the concepts with the terminology, the numbers, uh, the amount of kilometers per hour, or miles per hour, or, or whatever um, unit you're going to use, 
can change because the aircraft changes. Either the specific um, features of that aircraft or a different make or model plane, it doesn't matter. Pilots can talk in terms of those specific speeds. Let me, let me interrupt you the, here. The number changes. Let me interrupt you here. You're doing Glenn again. Glenn does I'm this. doing Glenn. Glenn does this to me. Sometimes he's in the weeds. Well, he's talking about my head. I know we're talking about planes and we should be talking about my head, but I'm lost. Why are you telling me this? I'm, I'm telling you this to say that in aviation, there's a lot of terminology. And the terminology has to do with different kinds of aircraft because every aircraft is so unique. Okay. So, so it, you were saying the XY axis for some things in, in the airline industry, it's XY. It never changes. It doesn't matter if it's a little plane, it's a big plane, but sometimes right. the concept, the concepts stay the same. So in other words, if you're driving your car, there, there may be a certain amount of fuel that it holds, but we can say a full tank means a full tank. It doesn't matter how big your tank is. Okay. And so different right. planes have different parameters. And as a pilot, you use checklists because they fill in those blanks. So it's not just a training tool. Oh, let's use a checklist because you're new and you don't, you might miss something. Well, that may be one reason, and so maybe you've been flying 30 years, and you've got this down to a pack, and you're not going to miss the 25 things you need to check before you. you go flying. Now but you're in a different plane, or it's a different model, or it's a different um, version. It's been taken in, and they tweak something on the plane. They tweak the landing gear. They tweak the flaps because it was a recall or an improvement or technical service bulletin issued, and stuff about the plane's been tweaked, and so the checklists have been updated instead of rotating to take off at 121 miles an hour. You need that. Now maybe you need to wait till 128 miles an hour. Well, you know, I've always wondered this. You know, that you're, you're military, so you'll, you'll know this better than I do, but I'm a military family. They have these, um, what are these, these officers? They're not called non-com what do they what do they call their specialty officers they're not you got non-commissioned officers and warrant officers warrant. and reg regular a warrant officer that's an officer warrant. a warrant officer isn't that one of those who learns one specific gun one specific weapon right well i i always thought a warrant officer was created to be kind of a para officer or a pseudo officers it's between enlisted and a real officer, right, well, officer the way my brother who was a major in the marines put it was this that when you're a when you're a commissioned officer you have to know almost everything so they're going to move you from logistics they're going to then move you over to infantry and they'll move you to um, you know what is it when you're trying to intelligence they moved you to all things because they want commissioned yep. officers to move up and to have a big the big picture uh, but, upper management that's what uh, being an officer is leadership skills but, but a warrant officer they would learn one like they, they learn one area and they stick with it their whole career and so they they may they may have a weapon that they learn and they and they're expert on it so a, a commissioned officer would yield to a warrant officer on expertise on a particular weapon or maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I've been assuming that that's sort of what they do. I'm just have assumed 
that in, in the airline industry, they had in effect some type of warrant officer in the civilian side, but some type of person who becomes an expert on, let's say, an Airbus whatever or a Boeing whatever. You become an expert on that. You don't go work on a, an Airbus if you're a Boeing expert. But I could be wrong. But if they don't do it that way, if I ran airline, that's what would happen. <laughs> you and some, you would be an expert on that plane, and that way, well, you, just as just as pilots get trained and certified on different make, models, classes, and features of aircraft, uh, mechanics do the same thing, and they become you know different mastery levels and different levels of certification on what their expertise is on, and so there's only certain people that can make entries into aircraft logs for the maintenance that was performed. I got you. I got you. It it is a very specific industry. I know this, even in the law, someone, a very good friend of mine asked me to do a divorce for his son. And I wanted to do it for my friend, but I I said, does he really want a divorce? And he goes, yes, well, he needs to go to someone else because he he might think he's divorced and might be divorced if I do it because I don't do that. Now, Sarah does it some, so Sarah was able to handle it inside the firm. But my point is, is that you can't be an expert in everything. And I don't know what's going on there, Dwayne. I don't know what's going on there, Glenn. But Glenn, you've been quiet, probably because airline's not your expertise. But I, I can't imagine how this is happening other than the airlines are not focusing first on passenger safety. That can't be their primary goal anymore. This wouldn't keep happening. And this is not, this is, I know that sometimes they say, oh, well, now people are trying to pay attention that this happens all the time before. I don't think so. I, I think this is a new phenomenon. I think this is something that's been building maybe some as DEI, but um, I think a big contributing factor is the pressure airlines have to reduce fares or wow. to cut costs has had something to do with this. Well, to me, to me again, that can't happen if you've got competent people in there. They're, they're going to go. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're not taking off. I'm not. I'm not. I agree, but if you have less of them, it's more for oh, everybody to see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, but so. then I see I would quit. Then here, that's my point. Is is that that I don't feel like I'm in, in the United States. I don't have to work anywhere. And if I, you know me, if I had gone, that's not safe. I can't, I can't possibly, you know, it'd be like me taking on a hundred cases. You know, I tried one time yeah. to take, that's why I'm so picky on, on the cases I take. Now I know I can't do that many cases. And I know if I was a mechanic or a mechanic that I, I would not do it if I couldn't do my job right. I let, let, let's just for argument's sake, for giggles and grins, say ESG is a great thing. I know it's going to be hard, but let's just throw that aside for a minute. Wasn't Benjamin Franklin the one that said, let me work on virtues, something like one per week, and each week I'm going to try to master or dramatically improve a particular virtue. And he wrote down dozens of them, and he started working on honesty one week, and then, you know, he picked something else the next week, trustworthiness, and the next week, um, you know, ple- pleasant, being pleasant or polite. And each week he would work on one. He was writing these, um, these, uh, Book diary of entries about it, the Book of, Book of Virtues. And he found that after some number of weeks, some number of virtues down on his list, he couldn't remain at mastery level 
of all of those that he supposedly mastered the weeks prior because it's just overwhelming and too much to simultaneously think about. What if ESG and all of its virtues that they, they try to claim were virtues are just so ethereal, you can't really lock them down. They're not really that quantifiable and qualified. No quantitative and qualitative capabilities of that flowerly, you know, salad, word salad. And it's just really hard to go through all of that, plus the normal safety standards, product safety, customer safety. You just can't juggle all those plates on a tall stick at the same time before they start falling and hit the ground. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, at, at, at a minimum, that's it. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead, Glenn. I was taught. I was taught in any business, in any supply and demand free enterprise business, good, fast, cheap. Pick two. You can't have all three. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. You can't be ever. You can't. You can't be God. That's just it. Because that's really what you're trying to be. I think. I think that that, that you're. Uh, of course, you know. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do here. You give me. Give me just a second. I'm gonna read something to you that's gonna take just a half a second, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, and it shows you. I'm gonna. I'm. Hold on just a second, guys. I'm gonna pause. So, if good senses make good neighbors. We've got five Supreme Court justices that want bad neighbors. All right, so so I, this is what I want to say about the ESG and the um, you know the, the, the so Bernie Sanders said Democrats are targeting excessive CEO pay in new bill. So the Democrats tried to pass a bill that limits how much excessive pay CEOs get. Sarah Hoyt, as you know, I'm a huge Sarah Hoyt fan. Responds. What about excessive politician fortune? Exactly. <laughs> so that's the ESG in a nutshell. Santa Claus is at the yeah, top. What's excessive? What's excessive? But I mean, why? But 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 the people that are doing this, the people that are pushing for this ESG stuff, are billionaires. And where's their excessive politician? You know, where Trump's? I mean, excuse me, Biden's getting rich. Pelosi got rich. They all get rich while they're in office, you know. So she makes a good point. All right, so we got to get to some other things here. Um, did, Glenn, did, you, did we cover this nuts and bolts on Boeing well enough? Yeah, we just I just added that because that's what we just talked. About. Okay, I got you. All right, so the next thing that's huge and it's getting played down by the media is is as Dwayne points out. Alex Soros, Alex is, is George Soros' son. He's taken over um, as to be in the, one of the leading funding of communist movements. But he, Glenn, explain what he posted in the Atlantic. Or that That's amazing. Well, okay, um, I'll do my best on this. It's, there's a lot of cryptic in this. He, uh, that, you know, he, he basically wrote a kind of an op-ed about uh, violence is down and, uh, the, you know, inflation is not as bad as you think, blah, 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 because, you know, these progressive policies are so awesome. However, he had a picture uh, on the top of the article, which had a bullet hole in a window and next to it, $47. Um, and it was spread out like a fan, the dollar bills. And they were very 
they were not really in any kind of order. One was a silver node, and anyway, they had, uh, if you looked at the numbers, you could, and I mean, this seems like a stretch, but boy, howdy, it's a, a lot of coincidences all in one thing. Basically, and if you want to see this, go to Laura Loomer's X uh, account, and she, she breaks it down pretty well. Uh, they... So basically, it looks like if you read the tea leaves, so to speak, on this uh, $47 since 47th present, then it has references to a silver note from JFK assassination. Then it has a reference, uh, why do you have a silver note in those? Those are not something you see very often. If you look at the uh, the invisible uh, numbers, you see that it typically could say is, you know, over $100 million bounty on Trump's life, basically, is what it, they're saying. Yeah, I didn't get that connection. I, I'm not saying it's not there. I just didn't study it closely. I mean, it's a stretch, okay, but the the implication of somebody needs to take out Trump and they will be rewarded is there, uh, In but it's very subtle. Right now, well, let, let me, years ago, I would have said that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, like you say, like somebody said. No, I'm not so sure it's crazy. Yeah, it's like somebody. I think maybe uh, somebody that I read said something to the effect of, "I, I, I, I don't necessarily believe in conspiracies, but I don't believe in coincidences either." All right, so so let's yeah, get this. Too many there. Let's set let's set the table on this thing again. So the article or the the post in the Atlantic was not about bullet holes and windows, and it was not about money. It was about it was about things are doing well. Under- better you think. Right. So this picture that he posts is really completely unrelated to the substance of the article. Yeah, because he's talking about you could you could say it's part of the substance of the article because the bullet hole represents crime and the money represents the economies better than you think. But why, you know? I, if I was going to do that, I wouldn't have all these weird specific bills fanned in front. You know, I, I could and why a bullet hole in a window if I want to look at crime, right? Uh, that seems weird. That was it's a weird way to put it, you know. And that's what made people start looking at it. It's a dog whistle. Yeah, a dog whistle. Explain. A dog whistle is a whistle that has a pitch that the human ear cannot hear, but dogs can hear it. And the left uses the term dog whistle all the time to say, but Donald Trump said this, so he was dog whistling. I got this. His hard right, Aryan, white, supremacist, racist people got to go and do something. I got you. Yeah. And, you know, that's... Uh, Basically, you know, I mean, you can read more about it if you want to. Uh, it's all, it's, there's a lot of places to go find it. But it's, uh, I think I posted on the comrades for those who want to take a look at that. The imagery is too bizarre to relate specifically to the article. And so you believe that there was more intent behind the imagery that was posted. Well, that's, that's exactly what I said. That, 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 when I looked at that, I didn't see any relation to what Glenn was saying, talking about. In other words, the, the article was about Biden's doing okay. We're doing okay under Biden. Yeah, and, and he could he could passively say that that stuff up there, but it's just looked too specific. Well, if I if I'm going to put picture up saying that things are better, 
I'm going to have a picture of a court where there's some people who committed crimes or going to jail or instead showing happy people walking along the road in San Francisco with no with no crime. And I'm going to show pictures of people uh, at the grocery store smiling because the, the, the groceries don't cost much. That's what I would do. I wouldn't put a picture of a bullet hole in some cash. That makes no sense. It was especially, like I said, really weird cash. So, so I well, think yeah, he was thinning One up. was a silver note, which is not. One was uh, a $10 bill, a $20 bill, upside down, by the way. So you can see, uh, and God we trust on it, there's a $5 bill, then a $10 bill, and two $1 bills. The one, one of them you can't see, but one you can, and it's, called, it's a $1 silver certificate. It just, it make, I don't know, you know, and that looks so weird. Right. It's, it's not money that was in this bill, folks. Yeah. No. Dog whistle. All right. So, so looking at this big picture back, going back to the big picture, um, Trump is going to be the nominee. It, you know, we can talk about the Republican um, uh, primary in a, in a minute, but um, assuming he's going to smash the communist Haley, um, he's going to be the nominee, right? So, so um, the question, the question, it's been out there. I, I, uh, Tucker has said that um, he thinks that Trump's life's in danger. Uh, Robert Kennedy has said that he thinks that Trump's life's in danger. Roger Stone has says his life is in danger. Um, that that really, truly, if is it. Everything they've thrown at him, it, the, the lawfare seems to be collapsing on them. They are they're getting desperate, and this world order is not going to quit. They've got a lot invested in this thing, and that they're going to try to kill him. And I, I think that it doesn't take a genius to say, well, that's a real possibility here that this guy is just going to be taken out. And and well, they've been setting it up before that, you know, but this is just normalizing it a little more and a little more. Yeah, and so you know the dog whistle thing—is that what Soros did there? I think it's—I think it's not a coincidence that right after Iowa goes fifty percent, that's unheard yeah. of, over fifty percent. You know, uh, that's just crazy. He's—he's—he's he's, he's dominating this thing. DeSantis has dropped out. Um, well, look at the stock market, also, if you believe in reading those tea leaves. I I don't. <laughs> You don't. No, I can't. I've tried to watch that over the years to see if anybody's getting it. And, and I think that the only thing you can say is that over time it goes up. That's it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I think they hit one of their biggest highs ever. Right, right, yeah, right. It was some noteworthy event also in place. Yeah, but Glenn will and tell you. But Glenn, I will say this full disclosure. On average, every 19 months, it yeah. hits all-time high. That's what I was trying okay. to say. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, so, so, um, but going back to the, to to Trump, he's going to be the nominee unless something happens to him. He, he's old; he could die, you know. And and I want to say this one thing: I, I did see um, an interview, a small interview of of that crazy guy talking about got trouble with. Uh, over Sandy Hook. What's his name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Alex Jones was talking to Roger Stone. And Alex Jones said um, that um, he, I think that Trump is working too many hours. He's going 20, 21 hours a day. He's 70 years old. That's hard for a 25 year old. How, how's my, how, how'd I do on mocking him or, or imitating him? Is it bad? Well, uh, good, good voice inflection. 
uh, you need to go a lot louder and almost have a heart attack. <laughs> then you'll be about close. I'm, I'm, in, close. I'm, in, I'm here for you people. That's what I mean. I need you. I need you, you. Not I can't do this without you. I can't do it without you. Anyway, he says that, that, that Trump's working too hard. It's going to kill him. They're not going to need to shoot him. <laughs> and, he's, and he said it's because it's lawfare. You know, he, he went through his, he went through his, his he flew to my, he flew to New Hampshire to go do a, a, a speech, but then he has to be in New York City for a trial. Then he's got to be down and, you know, he has to be about five different places at one time. And he's wondering when he's getting to sleep. I'm assuming he's sleeping on the jet is what I'm assuming he's doing. But anyway, I agree. I, I can't function without sleep. I'm not Napoleon. I've always been amazed at people like, and, and Russ Holcomb, Russ Holcomb, who listens to this podcast regularly. That sucker doesn't. When does he sleep? I've never seen a human being do more in a day than Russ Holcomb does. I can't do that. I am definitely not one of those. I have to have my sleep. I won't lie. And so um, out of, Trump's apparently one of those who can do. You know, I, I think what happened is, is that Biden's sleeping for both of them. Oh, he's sleeping for you and me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I think that. While he's talking to people, by the way. Anyway, that's quite a skill. All right, so so I think we could dispense with the New Hampshire thing fairly quickly, right? I mean, it, it's, if the polls yeah, are correct, it's going to be a wrong. It is, and you know, of course, there's one place at midnight that always votes, and there's six votes total in yeah. this one little district, and they all went Nikki Haley. So there you go. <laughs> That and the fact that, I don't know, what disqualified me is when she said, if you want something done, call a woman. If you want something screwed up, call a man. Okay, racist. You know, anyway. Sexist. Uh, you know, every day, every day, so what was that? Not every day. For, for the last few weeks, when we drive to work, there is a workover rig working on a well that's, you know, on the way to work. And it's been freezing cold. You know how cold it's been. And now it's raining. And there's men out there working. And I've looked closely. There are no women out there. Nikki Haley, get your butt out there and you and your little girls and, and go out there and work that workover rig. Where are they? Well, you know, most men. 98% of all workplace deaths are men. Right. They're, they're, they, they're women. That's just crazy. It's crazy to say. But again, Haley withstand a fraction of the lawfare in the state um, rebellion that Donald Trump has had to endure either while he was president or while he was campaigning to be president or during the past four years? And the answer is no to all of them. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a mic drop. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, I, I think it, 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 it. I think that that uh, is it. Richard Barris is that his name? I keep getting his name wrong. He's that. He's that pollster that that just over and over and nobody talks about him because he's right all the time. Um, <laughs> over and over and over and over again gets it right. And he's saying it's getting ready to be a romp. I haven't seen anything on it today, but that's going to be probably the case now there's dirty tricks going on where people are sending out phone calls but that's that's out there on every every election those dirty tricks and they, they used to didn't yeah, put, they didn't used they, to put you in jail for is, well the difference is um the one that is calling democratic voters 
and using Joe Biden's name, uh, which the other thing is Joe Biden's not on the ballot. They're going to have to write him in. Uh, you know, that's what they're going to have to do in New Hampshire as Democrats because he's not on the ballot. Why? So there's a huge writing campaign. He's not in the ballot because he wanted him to move the uh, time of their, uh, you know, but of the voting in New Hampshire, and they wouldn't do it. So he took himself off the ballot. Mm-hmm. And now there's this huge writing campaign, and he's not even going there to talk or anything. And supposedly he has 51% of the vote with a writing campaign, according to polls. So there was a call went out and says, don't write me in, that's not going to work. And it was in Joe Biden's voice, and apparently AI <laughs> reproduced the voice. <laughs> Which, you know, you see you wouldn't go to jail for that. Now you can go to jail. If it's, now that's, see, whoever did that can go to jail. Now if you listen to it, you can go to jail. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, that, was that McKay that, that, was, that, has to, that they're, they're trying to put him in jail for putting out the meme? Just, you know, just reposting him. Re, reposting it, so don't repost that meme, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll see them. With we'll, these commies. Anyway. Why, didn't, why didn't he just say that somebody hacked my account like all the politicians did? You can't prove it, or I don't know. Who knows? Wow, wow! All right, so the thing that that I, that I'm I'm ready for you and Dwayne to, I'm, and I'm glad it was on here last. As far as what we have to talk about today, the we haven't had a chance to talk about the pipe bomb, the re, the m- most recent re- revelations about this thing, and it's some of its review for us because we've kind of been expecting this to be the way it was, and the 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 interesting thing about it is that Tucker has taken an interest in it and was it Dwayne said that is the guy got a death wish or what because he is really going out there on a, on a limb on a lot of these things that you would never think he would touch uh, and don't well, that may, may go to when he was on Fox he was being hindered that may be this may be Tucker unbound if you know what I mean yeah well I so, mean that's that's it I told you I told you that Tucker's he, revenge well, he, he apparently was definitely under pressure at Fox to cover and not cover certain things. And where I went crossways with him was when he went after Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell was wounded. Uh, that She had got fooled on, on some issues that on the voting machines like this silly thing about Nicaragua. She got, she got punked, as they used to say. And she was wounded. There's no doubt, but she definitely did it right as a lawyer. She was under the gun. She had a few days to file those things. People signed signed sworn affidavits that those things were true. She had no yeah. way to verify those. That's what you do as a lawyer. Are you saying this is true? Sign an affidavit under oath that is true, and we'll notarize it with two witnesses, and we'll put it on as evidence. Well, it turns out she was pumped. Well, Tucker embarrassed her on, on air. And I saw no reason for him to shoot down somebody who's been helping the conservative Republican libertarian side. Why did he shoot her down like that? I, I was so mad at Tucker for that. So mad at him for that. There was no reason for him to have done that. Well, it turns out he was under a lot of pressure from Fox to do that. Since he's been unleashed from Murdoch and company, he has been yeah. consistent. And, and now he appears to be doing it when we need him. Okay. Whereas Fox News, when you see that McKay, McKaylee or whatever her name is, that McKinney or whatever, what's her name is the one that was Kaylee? McKinney. Yeah, she's McKinney. turned she's turned into a 
you know, a, a, I'm gonna have to put that on the on the pad too. So, What's that? So oh, how do you on the pad for you? Well, I used to say I used to be able to say her name, but I don't want to say her name anymore. Now her name is Mickelini. Mickelini. I mean, she's turned into a commie. Yeah, and she was ironically some spirit animal when they, she was <laughs> She what? Now you're she laughing. Was, well, she was a. When his press secretary, she took some of the worst, some takedowns of the media like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. She just blew them away. She had her little notebook and she would open it up. Oh, it was amazing. She was amazing. She's the best I've ever seen at that. She was was amazing. She was absolutely amazing at that job. It seems like she's been told, don't don't support Trump. And you'd think she would. Oh, yeah. She she sounds anti-Trump. I I saw. She sounds DeSantis. Camp, yeah. Well, no, but she said after DeSantis dropped out, she put a uh, a. I saw this on uh, on Instapundit on in some comments. She put up on Twitter that this is what's going to happen if Trump gets elected, and that was that was you know a Democrat was in office. Um, I mean, if he gets the nom, you're not elected. If he gets the uh, the Republican nomination, that 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 we're going to lose. So she thinks that she's out there putting, if Trump is nominated, we lose. That's, to me, she's on the other side now. Now, again, what kind of pressure is Fox putting on? You see what I'm saying? Apparently, they can put some big pressure on you. Well, quit. Why do people sell their souls? Why? She was so good at that. She seemed loyal to him. Why? Why is she doing this? I don't understand. I don't understand Tucker really, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to give him his due. I mean, he is definitely. <laughs> he's definitely made up for it. And I, I, anybody can make a mistake, including Mickelnini. She can too. Um, you know. But well, have you seen the videos that Tucker got a hold of released concerning the pipe bomb? Well, that's or, where we're going with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you bringing us back. So so Tucker. Exactly what we need to talk about. Yeah. All right. So Tucker Tucker no focus, longer. Blinders focus. All right. <laughs> all right. So Tucker Tucker is making up for it because he's he is definitely talking about the stolen elections, the machines that have been. Now he's talking about the pipe bomb. Now who brought up the pipe bomb first to be is Glenn. So I'm gonna let Glenn re re re. Why don't you do renew the billing about it so people who not don't know a lot okay. about the pipe bomb. Okay. Also, I want all of you to kind of, I've got a couple of problems with the whole pipe bomb thing in general. But first, the idea is you had this pipe bomb, uh, just to review real quick, that was placed by the DNC uh, headquarters where Kamala was at the time. And it uh, turned out to be not operable. Uh, It was very obviously a pipe bomb. and. there was video, surveillance video, of what, what it was placed at 8 o'clock the night before, and no one noticed this pipe bomb that was kind of sitting in the open, people walking by all day. No one noticed it. Uh, and they even, Revolver News even had the video that was released that showed people walking by it, and even the person who probably placed it there uh, in a hoodie from the back 
when there was video, obviously video shot of a stunt that would have shown this person's face, although they would have been, you know, perhaps uh, masked up because that's when we were masking everything. Um, then. No, we were not. Uh, well, everybody was masking up at the time. Not everybody. I understand, James, and you're going to belabor that point until I'm blue in the face. Anyways. Uh, so, but in Washington, there's a whole lot of damn people with a mask on, if you know what I mean. Okay. Not in Rumsden, but in Washington. Okay. So, anyway, we got, we've got that, and that was suspicious by itself because the only reason anybody even knew about it is because somebody walked by and saw it and went, holy crap, and went and told the police. That was the story. Well, the new video shows them, the guy in the backpack walking by, going, not really reacting super bad or anything, but walking over to the police cruiser that was standing there, part of the security DLA detail for Kamala. and. You see him walk and talk to the police car. Then a few, like, this interaction took 30, 40 seconds. Then he walks over to the secret security, you know, the security, secret service, talks to them for probably 30 seconds. Then he walks off, and very casually, the uh, secret service get out, then the police get out. They kind of meander over there, like it's no big deal. Then, once they apparently see it, they kind of walk back slowly to the car and sit back down and then call it in. And if that bomb would have blown up, it would have gotten that vehicle, those vehicles. Well, right. What was the sequence where the cop walked up to it within about 10 feet and took the picture with his iPhone? Yeah, yeah, he did. And um, But if it would have exploded, that guy would have died, right? I think the whole block, if it was really active and had enough energy, he probably would have taken out that area. All right, well, let me know, ask at you least this. 10 or 20 feet. If you, you know, if you, expert, so I if, don't know. Well, if you personally walked by and you saw that, the timer, the, what it looks like, how would you have reacted? I would have jumped. And run away, right? I would have I would have stared at it for just a second. Uh, I ran across if I'd seen the police and go, Do you see that? I would have pointed at it. Law enforcement's job is to clear the area, to sterilize the area to a safe And they distance. were supposed to have swept that area, by the way. And, they, and Kamala, who's Kamala again? Come swallow. Come, she was in there? Okay. I'm not, not going to say that name. She was in there? She was in the DNC headquarters, yeah. All right, so let's compare it to the fertilizer at, at Oklahoma City. Would it have been that kind of damage? No, that was a whole van full of stuff. That's what I thought. So it wouldn't be quite been that bad. It would have been bad, but not. not. It would have been, it's a bomb near, near the, uh, at the time, the uh, president, the vice president-elect. I mean, it just, you know, it's very weird. The whole thing is weird. Um, first off, it was placed at 8 o'clock. It was in plain sight. No one reported it. Then all of a sudden, this one fellow in a backpack saw it. And then it, it seems like it wasn't. And, and this would have been a great narrative for the, um, the Democrats. 
with the whole, uh, you know, this was an insurrection kind of thing. So I don't, it doesn't make, it makes no sense whatsoever. Even from this conspiratorial view, it looks like it was botched. The only thing I can possibly think of, and I'd like to know y'all's opinion, is he wasn't supposed to see it. It was supposed to be at a certain time they saw it. What about the background of the person that supposedly discovered the bomb and reported it? We we don't know anything. Do we? I I thought Tucker kind of dove into that and the background. This person is all involved in the left and narrative forming, consulting, weird stuff. Right, I sent sent that to you. I haven't seen that, so I couldn't speak to that. Well, I sent it to you. I'm not going to keep sending you stuff. You're not going to read it. (laughs) I'm going to start sending you videos every day. Just video. Nothing else but video. And make you watch it. And then call me out when I don't watch it. That's right. Because you don't get video. I just like see it makes it. You might as well tell me to shoot myself in the head to read an article that's more than two paragraphs. So... Touche. Anyway, yeah. So, so Dwayne's right. There, that there was that person. It, what? It, here's what that person was involved in. He's in. He or she. I can't remember which one it was. He wasn't. Anyway, they're they're, they're in a. They own you a, never know these days. Yeah. Well, he identifies maybe as he. They, but they. But but the he. I'm pretty sure it's the he is in a company that what they do is they use computer AI whatever. Uh, what do you call it when when you have uh, ways to pick yeah, up? Well, anyway, sort of, but I mean, they use algorithms to to affect public opinion on things. That that's what they do. Uh, so they take whatever they'll take. So they'll say, okay, <laughs> today today uh, Hunter Biden was found. You know that his computer was real. All right. So then that goes into their computer, and this is how the Democrats respond. That's what. That person does for a living. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that, that's in there. Um, what's, what's the social media for your resume? LinkedIn. That, that was in their LinkedIn history. Yes. So, and Tucker uncovered that. And that's when, that's when Dwayne says Tucker has a death wish. <laughs> Only so. Gosh dang, that is out there. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, that's a, but, but that still doesn't make sense. Why? It was a it was a democrat. I mean, it was a communist thing. It was a democrat. It was a I know. But thing. why have they used it? That's my point. Why have they used it in the whole January sixth narrative? Because it, either somebody that was high up that that at first green lighted the project probably said, "Okay, pull the plug on this for some reason," or some. Detail like some of the ones we're finding out now would have made them look so bad that they decided we can't go down this path. Now the bomb was not going to work, right? What I what I read recently is that there were two bombs. Right to the FBI. Yes, it would work. They said it wouldn't work. Okay, it wasn't even wired up properly. And there was it was set. Weird thing is it was set for twenty minutes and it was placed there at eight. Right. Him the night before, right? And there was one at the Republican National Convention too. Couldn't get it too, right? Their building. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. They don't even yes, talk about that one. There was one at each one. They don't talk about it. So, so 
my I, I think what they thought they were going to do was it was was try to tie it into the, to those riots that they were going to create because the feds created that riot and they I think that they were going to tie it in somehow but for some reason or another it got discovered too early or or uh, what I really think ultimately happened is is that Revolver News got on it. They actually did some investigative reporting early on it. Like, what is going on here? And it, it, that's the only thing I could figure. But, you know, was it New York where they re- where they had the, the supposed white white um, white power, not what do you call it, white superiority, whatever it is. They, they went into supremacy. supremacy, yeah. They went into New York. And they're not even really trying to hide that they're fed. And they really don't even try to hide it. They, you can look at them and go, that's fed. Only, uh, only the CIA or FBI would be so stupid to dress identical like that, you know. And, and why don't why you know why didn't anybody pull off their heads, their hats, uh, pull off their hats and let you see who they were? They were feds. You'd been you'd been arrested for Get some noise here, y'all. Yeah, that's that's on his that's it's it's Dwayne's worth it. Um, the uh, but I'm going to say this is that 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 white supremacy thing was fake, obviously. And I truly, I saw it in the comments. I'm not making this up. The comments go, you know, if you'd have, if you'd have attacked them, you'd have been arrested for for interfering in a federal project, you know, <laughs> you know, because they, because it was clearly fed. What are they doing? Why why are they? What were they trying to accomplish with something so obviously fake? Obviously, you not to the base. Gosh, it's 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 it's, it's wide. It's clear they were fed. It it looks to me like it was a Nancy Pelosi um, ordered hit job. That it just has that quality to it. And which one so we talking GZ about? Is the the whole pipe bomb thing. Oh, okay, Sounds like that. something that during her cocktail hour or her wine hour said, "Hey, why don't you guys do this?" It, it's just that cheesy. It was. It was that. Yeah, that's it. So, so the pipe bomb is clearly a Fed thing. It, 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 the J six is not as clear because they because they covered it up so well. Two hundred interviews supposedly completely destroyed right before the Republicans took over the House. The, it, how many? What seventeen minutes of tape or something like that for Nixon was destroyed and a presidency was lost over it. Fourteen minutes, right? And then they yeah. take thousands of pages. Well, thousands of pages and all the depositions gone. Videoed, gone. Right. That and no heads are rolling. No heads are rolling yeah. over that. But, but but Nixon lost his presidency over over fourteen. So what, what? Here's my question about that to you, then, from a more legal standpoint, I guess maybe it's more political than legal. But what was the product of the J six? Unselect committee was it just their report? And if so, can't the same House now under Republican control, thanks to Mike's Johnson's, um, why why can't they just issue a counter report or retract that report saying there was too many defects in the commission and they produced an inferior report that may not be accurate and retract it so that anything legal that's trying to stand on the basis of that report falls apart. I'm not 100% sure. Let me see if I'm getting the question right. Why don't the Republicans respond? Is that really what you're asking? 
just retract the report. If if you've got somebody potentially going to jail because of the report as evidence, then why can't the House just retract the report saying, oh, just kidding, the report's crap. All right, so you nailed it. That's the, that's the thing. Okay, so here's what they did. And it was very, very slick. Uh, again, they're, they're not dumb people. They're just evil people. All right. Now, if you try to be God, you're going to look dumb at times, but they are evil people. Here's what they did. They did not do what it took for that committee to be in actual respect of, uh, under under the rules of Congress. That committee was not done properly. You were supposed to have a, a ranking member of the Republicans there. You were supposed to be able to cross examine. You were supposed to be able to see the evidence. You were supposed to keep. keep but, with, by, by, but they didn't do that. So this was an illegitimate committee. This picket committee was illegitimate the entire time. So, so the reason they can't get in trouble for destroying all of that evidence is because it was not an official committee. So they have committed no crimes getting rid of it. So they, that answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about getting them in trouble. Right, I'm right, just right, talking right. about pulling the feet from, out, from underneath that engine. So, so let me finish if you don't mind, because I'm, I'm going to get there. I promise. Okay. So, so the fact that they could withdraw it, really, probably, technically under the law, they would lose. Now, I would still prosecute it. I would make them make that claim. Well, it was an illegitimate committee, right? So, so to answer your question, I think we ought to force them to say it. We ought to force them to say, "Oh, well, we could do this because because it was not an official congressional hearing." But you're right. There's nothing to stop the Republicans from saying this was we retract, we withdraw that that report because there is no evidence. It was not done properly and it's wrong. We're doing one now. We will fish. They were doing one with a ranking Democrat in there. And this committee will be legit. And what report comes out will be actually what Congress found that would destroy by doing that. That destroys. um the argument that there was an insurrection because that's the only evidence they have that it was an insurrection is that report and that report is not admissible that's see that's my point is i think that somebody needs to prosecute them for destroying it knowing but you know who's going to do it the doj yeah who's going to do it you can because congress can't congress can't do that congress can ask it to refer it for for prosecution, but they won't do it. So I guess it is down to to um, Dwayne's idea. Just say, hey, we're 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 saying it's it's not valid, but it's not. It's not. It, it can't be used in court. If it is, it'll they'll it'll get overturned. Yeah, but they're just using it in the media. Yeah, yeah, mess. It's a mess. But I tell you what, they're making it a mess. That's what I kept telling one of my friends from law school. You know, he, Trump is always in this problem, that problem. And I'm going, it's they're creating it. Who's creating this chaos is the Democrats. It's not the Republicans. We're not opening the border to anybody. We're not, we're not cheating in the elections. We're not accusing of, of people of, of peeing in a, a bed that Obama's about to sleep in. None of that stuff is being done by, is, is being initiated by the Republicans. That's being initiated by the Democrats. Republicans just sit on our hands. That's the problem. Yeah. But anyway. It's interesting. So I, I agree with you. That's a good idea. I think that's probably as good as any, uh, Dwayne. Yeah, why not? I, because I, I was, mean, that's something that they could literally do within a few hours, be over and done with. Yeah, but why don't they? That's the problem I have, is why don't they, unless there's some corruption? 
Well, yeah, that, what I mean yeah. by somebody's bought and paid for everybody up there. I would quit if I couldn't vote my cops. I really would. I wouldn't. I would. Therefore, they eliminate you. Oh, right? come on now. Don't say you're going to be a Sarah Palin. What? Don't say you're going to be a Sarah Palin. Oh, you got to connect the dots. Um, she, she quit being a governor. She's like, this is too tough. Um, I'm taking too much. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you mistake what I'm saying. You mistake what I'm saying. If they have something, an envelope that makes me say I can't vote right, I would say, look, they got stuff on me. I'm quitting. I would. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm compromised. They got stuff on me. I'm quitting. Then it comes out. Well, if it does, it does. But I, I'm not going to. Um, I'm not. I, I really don't think that you could get me to vote against my conscience if I'm up there. I'm either going to do it or I'm going to quit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit up there and vote the wrong way and keep doing that. Not tell the people I would quit. And there are Republicans quitting, and I think that's why they're quitting. They yeah. want. They, they they realize they can't vote because they they had an affair with their best friend's wife or something. You know, that's what happened to a congressman here. You know, now his wife's serving. Um, I, I, I think that's what, how it went down. But anyway, I, I think I'm, I may be getting too drunk congressman mixed up. There was a congressman. Remember that guy gets elected to our district, um, and and then there's pictures of him kissing his best friend's wife. Remember that? Yeah. I can't remember who he was, but anyway, he but he stayed in. He didn't quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. I, I that's what it takes, and I think that's what happened with Trump is that they had some things he did when he was young, and he said, "Yeah, I did that," you know, and you would have to do that. I will say that that anything that I might be ashamed of um, has gotten old enough now. I wouldn't worry about it, you know what I'm saying? I think, but but at the time, I would have quit. I'm not, and, I, and nothing horrible, but just stuff that's private. You wouldn't want it out there if they found out about it. You go like, well, that's that's not fair. That's that's private. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that awesome Kavanaugh pulled up calendars from when he was in college? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's somebody knew what he wanted. In other words, he was keeping squeaky clean and he was keeping a calendar. That's amazing. See, I, I, you know, let me ask you that about, the, you know, the medical field. You know, when you get a good doctor, Keith, okay, that's but the same thing with lawyer or IT guy or a hamburger man. You, you find somebody as good, you keep them, right? Um, I've wondered if making law school, I mean, the med school so hard to get into isn't keeping some people that should be doctors out. Because these people that do this, I know because my niece became a doctor and I know she knew that she could not make a B in high school. She could not make any B's in college, really. She had to be straight A and then then nail that MCAT. Well, I think the MCAT should be the thing that does it. Because law school, we do. I, I got in with a 3 up because I've messed around my first two years in, in school like a lot of people do. And I had to make straight A's to get to a 3-0. But I got into law school because I did well on the, on the law school mission exam. I wonder if sometimes you're not getting. Now, my, my niece is very, very good doctor. So they do get good doctors. I don't think that it's preventing people from being good doctors. But I'm wondering sometimes if you're not getting people who have no life and don't have any um, personality, but they have the grades to get in. If they're, if it's, if we're getting top heavy with with doctors who just checklists. Yeah, you're not the same person at 18, right? Um, and then uh, then you you take a sample of that person when they're 23, 
it could be a completely different person. Right. And then again, at 30 years old, it's still a completely right. different person. Right. You know, yeah. I had to wait till after I was, I had to wait till after I was 30 years old before I was mature enough to go back to college. Yeah. We're all different. And, and, and it, it wouldn't hit me. It was like magic. Hey, you got to make yep. your grades. You know, and I started making my grades. Now, I want to tell you something. I was learning the whole time. I was reading on my own. And it wasn't like I was wasting my time. I just didn't find making good grades of anything. You know what I thought at the time? I thought I was going to go back and work in the oil field, upper, you know, work my way up the top in the oil field is what I thought. I thought, why do I need to worry about this? Just make, make a 3 0 or whatever. But but I was below a 3 0. I was down to like a 2 2 at one time. I. I did not make good grades for, for a while there. But once I started, once it was all straight A's, like you say, it's a different human being. And in law school is forgiving. Okay, you got it to a three oh, you got a chance, you better you better nail this LSAT. Yeah, you did. You're in. You see what I'm saying? So yep. med in med school, if you make a B in biology, you might be out. Out. You know, your your mom died, <laughs> you know, and you and you missed it for a week because of that. And you make a B, and well, nope, you're not going to med school. I wonder sometimes that's too strict. It is strict, but you know, there's there's loopholes to that. I did not. You know can that. take your you can take your lowest grades that pulled it down, and you can simply repeat those classes. They I, will only take the highest grade. If you've taken you took a class and you made a C, you can retake the class and make an A four years, ten years later, and they will replace the cumulative GPA towards that program. Do you know that as bad as I was, I never had to replay, retake a class? <laughs> I don't know how I did I it. Did. I don't know how I did it because I'm telling you, I was not a good student. And I, and I exaggerated. I was a one, two, one semester, one quarter. I think the lowest I ever got was a one, six or one, seven, but I was low. Not one, seven, two, seven. I was, I was a, low, a high C or a high a middle bit C, but not good enough to get into law school. But I did make a one-two one time. <laughs> one point two. <laughs> it was. I laugh at it now. It was my money, guy. No, you know what happened? Because I did that, I didn't let my dad pay for it anymore. Well, you know they've lowered the standards. Yeah, yeah. What 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 they the percentages of, uh, of what they turn into for grade letters is completely lower. I I would have been a much higher um, student. Had they used the same standards today, whenever I went to school, I tell my kids that all the time. Yeah, it is. There's, there's no question. And, you know, and, and um, a girl that I dated in high school, um, her son is, is apparently in med school in Grenada. Remember where Ronald Reagan went in there and saved those med school students? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't get into med school here. He made a few B's. Okay, and so he's down there now. My question is. Don't you have to get like a internship? Is he going to be able to get one even with an MD degree from Grenada? Are they able to get a job here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they have this matching thing that is really evil. If you don't get matched up, you could go to law, med school for four years and not even get a, get a job. Um, mm. I, but anyway, it's on my mind. It's on my mind because um, there. I do med mal, and most of the doctors are exceptional. So I want to say that it's maybe I'm. It's the same thing with law school. There's some people get through, slip through the cracks, pass the bar anyway, and they suck at it. But maybe it's that same way. But um, I've just been wondering. It's just on my mind. It's it's really just throwing it out there for thinking. And you give me good. You've given me good thought, good thoughts on good way to think it through. 
um, competency is is something that I you know that I respect and seek out people who are competent. And you and Glenn are you know both you two are competent people and my friend john hayfley he was in the oil field he was competent i like competent like competency and and we don't see that that's getting rewarded in, in this country right now at least at the large level you know what i'm saying that makes mm-hmm. i know i'm, I'm yeah. ranting a little bit but but that's what i see the problem is that that we're, we're losing that we need you look at tamara she's a teacher she's competent you look at Russ, he's competent. Um, Steve, in his job, he's competent. I, I, you like people like that, and and when you see it not getting rewarded, so real quick, we're running out of time here. Run, have run out of time. I there was a time where I've told you before where I was struggling monetarily, whether I wanted to be a lawyer, that kind of thing. I took a job as a contract lawyer for a pipeline company, doing something I don't do, and that is title work. And that's the only time I've worked for a big company other than that big law firm that I was in. But this was huge. This That makes that law firm look little. And I was amazed at the dead weight in that company. Amazed at it. Just dead weight. Dead weight. I, I big companies get used to dead weight. Yeah. Didn't Elon fire 70% of, of the people at Twitter? I could have fired. Yeah. You're right. I could have fired seventy percent, and you wouldn't have noticed. I think he said something like, "Turns out, you don't need eighty percent of the people that work at Twitter to operate Twitter." <laughs> that's that's yeah. so. So that's yeah, probably. I think, I think it's almost a quote of his. That's and, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're almost dead on there, Dwayne. And I also think uh, it has the mo- more engagement than it's ever had. With their own numbers now, you know that could be taken too. But uh, there's, I don't, I, you know, I go to the headlines on all these sites before our podcast to, to laugh. I like to laugh, and then I go to X to find out what's going on. <laughs> well, you do a good job at it. Well, guys, it's we're past our time. I I've enjoyed it as always. I learned from you guys. Yeah, me too. And um, and tomorrow we will be doing a podcast on on uh, the first 100 years of Christianity and and whether already there were splitter groups. Um, it, yeah, there you go. It ought to be a fun conversation. Jim is Jim is going to be writing a paper on that. And we'll be back Thursday with technology related stuff. But I appreciate you guys. And I don't know how you so did the it. next time. So the next time you board an aircraft, if you don't see them holding the checklist, turn around and leave. I'm going to tell you, I've never been afraid of flying. I'm not getting on a plane anytime soon. <laughs> they got to fix it. They're going to have to, they're going to have to roll heads. Their heads are going to have to roll. They can't, I, I'm not getting on one. They're, it's just stupid right now. <laughs> Before I felt like it was safer than driving. If I flew in a plane, it was more likely that I was going to get to my destination flying than I was driving. Maybe it's that way now, but I don't know. It's, it, you look out the window and you see no bolts. I, I, no, <laughs> I don't think passengers need to be responsible for the safety. They should be able to relax and say, hey, this is, this is covered. I can go to sleep. Oh, so the passengers need a checklist of what to look out for out their window. <laughs> if, you, if you have to agree to sit in a window seat, that you do count bolts. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have no choice and you must fly, I bet there's something that can help calm your nerves. 
There is, absolutely, and make you focus. You'll see every bolt on that wing. <laughs> if you go and get you some PJ's coffee in heart just before you get on that plane, <laughs> and you'll have more focus, more enjoyment. You'll be able to understand if you need to walk off or not, because you'll see all the checklists, and you'll have an environment when you go there where you can have delicious pastries, breakfast, lunch sandwiches, Zaps chips, all natural Red Bull, and of course, great coffee and tea of your choice. So that there you go. We've got the we know how to fix the airline industry. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys. You're who I'll admit it's fun to podcast with you guys, and we will be back tomorrow with some with with some non secular talking. And then Thursday, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna catch you up on technology. Appreciate you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.